So we, we thank you, God, for providing this body the continual opportunity to come together in one accord and to worship you and to be blessed by your word and your presence. And we want to just give you the reverence this morning that you deserve. And so we pray, Lord God, that you are blessed by our praise as we are blessed by praising our God. Be with us today, Lord God. Be with each one. Let your Holy Spirit flow unimpeded this morning. We ask it in your name, Jesus. Amen.
playing the song they that wait upon the Lord you know the scripture says in Isaiah 40 31 but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint and this morning I'm going to dig in a little bit to explore the how, the when, and the why of waiting on the Lord. It's probably the single hardest thing that we do to be still, to be calm, to be quiet, and to be patient. Wait 
on the Lord prayerfully. Father, we ask that you would, that you would anoint this message this morning. God, that you would clarify it in my mind, clarify it in our spirits, Lord, and pique our ears to hear your word. We give you praise and glory and honor for all things come from you, Lord. All good things come from our good Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you would turn to the book of Psalm, chapter 27, we're going to look at three different uh, passages of scripture. And the first is in <clears throat> Psalm 27. You know, sometimes I think that God must sit on his throne and chuckle at our feeble, <laughs> uh, inept attempts at prayer. Our humanness and our inabilities make us utterly and completely dependent on him. But take comfort, because we are in good company in this. Jesus himself said in the scripture in John chapter 5 and verse 30 that he could do nothing by himself unless he sees his father do it, and he does it also. So likewise for us, we're going to look at how Prayer solves big things for believers. It causes us to focus our faith, and it establishes who the needy one is and who the supplier of all needs is. So in this passage in Psalm 27, David is seeking the Lord for urgent answers in prayer. And he is stating facts about who God is he says, he is my light, he's my salvation, he's the strength of my life, and therefore I needn't fear, even in the presence of mine enemies. David writes in verse 4, There is one thing that I have desired of the Lord, and that is what I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple. Because in the time of trouble, he shall hide me under his shelter. In verse 5, for in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me upon a rock. For in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. And in the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me upon a rock. I will sing and rejoice and be glad, and my head will be uplifted. Verse 8, when thou said, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto you, I will seek your face. In the margin of my Bible in this passage of Scripture, right under verse 8, I wrote, on February, 20, February 2005, I didn't put the exact date, but the, the month and the year that the Lord gave me a song based on this verse that I called, As I Seek Your Face. Dropping down to verse 13 and 14, David said, I would have fainted if it hadn't been 
for me believing and having hope and trusting that I would see the goodness of the Lord in this lifetime. So David concludes in verse 14, wait upon the Lord, be of good courage and be strengthened in thine heart and wait, I say, on the Lord. Some of the benefits of waiting on the Lord in prayer is that our heart is strengthened. Our courage increases and we see the goodness of our Lord. Number two thing that we can do when we're waiting on the Lord in addition to praying is remain occupied for his kingdom. If you want to turn to John chapter 3, we'll start in verse 22. In this latter part of this chapter, the Gospel of John chapter 3, 22, we see Jesus and the disciples entering Judea. And verse 22 says, And he tarried there, or he waited there with them, and he baptized. And in the meantime, the disciples were also busy and occupied for the Lord. They were not just lazying around town, but they were about the business of converting sinners for the Lord. John went off to a further place than where Jesus went because there was plenty of water there to baptize the new converts. But as he was there, there arose opposition. Here he is, waiting upon the Lord, busy for the Lord, occupying the time by, by, by converting and then baptizing the converts. And John's disciples, or his helpers, came to him, and they were arguing about the matter of purification of sin. Can you believe it? So here they are doing the Lord's work and the people and the helpers are at odds with each other over these trivial, unimportant matters. If you look at verse 26, and they came unto John and they said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, or Jesus, to whom thou bearest witness, Behold, the same is baptizing, and all men are going to him. What shall we do? Oh my goodness, what a problem. <laughs> but look at John's reply in verse 27. And John said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. He pointed back to Christ, and he said, You've all heard me say, I'm not the Christ but I'm the one that was sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. He's saying the bridegroom is Christ. He has the bride, not me, but the friend of the bridegroom, which stands and hears him, what we might call our best, best man today, rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice, his happiness. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. It was enough for John to be a part of the whole kingdom of Christ being born at this time 
going before Christ. There was no faction or uh, contention between Jesus and John, but his disciples didn't understand, so he let them know that John fulfilled his purpose in waiting on the Lord. And verse 30, John's famous words says, and he must increase and I must decrease. And he who believes on the Son, not on me, on the Son shall have everlasting life. But he who believes not will see the wrath of God. John's destiny was made clear to the world in Luke chapter 1, verse 17. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to make ready a people who will be prepared for the Lord. So he redeemed the time, John redeemed the time, continually working for his friend, the bridegroom, the Lord, by converting and baptizing as many as he could while he waited on the Lord. And number three, finally, this is my last point of these uh, ways to wait upon the Lord. In, in, in obedience and expectation for the promise given. If you want to turn to the book of Acts, first chapter. Waiting on the Lord clears fear. It eliminates fear. When we wait upon him, it clears confusion and the inability to know which direction to go. It helps us realize exactly what we've been told by the word of God, whether it's written or spoken form. And it reveals things about ourself, ourselves. What is it that drives us? Is it obedience to his word? What motivates us? Is it to do his will? And what excites us? Is it seeing his power revealed in us? After Jesus' death and resurrection, he told his disciples that he would have to return to his father. Acts 1 and 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but that they should wait for the promise of the Father, which, say, which saith he, you've heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. For it's not for you to know the times and the seasons, because the the disciples asked him, well, what is this going to be? And he said, you don't need to know the times and the seasons, but you should know this. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you will be witnesses for me in both Jerusalem, in all of Judea, and in Samaria, and into the uttermost parts of the earth. So there he had said it. There is a promise attached to the waiting. We can wait with patience 
because there's power coming in the promise. The ability to boldly witness, not just at home, but all over the known world. And immediately after receiving the instruction to wait for the promise, the disciples witnessed Jesus ascending to heaven to be seated by his Father. So they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives and they went to the upper room of the home of some of the disciples. The Bible says, where abode Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, uh, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, and Simon. So it must have been like a fraternity house of disciples. In verse 14, these all continued. They waited, they trusted in one accord, in prayer, in supplication, in doing good with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. And they carried on church business, electing another disciple to replace Judas Iscariot, who had killed himself after betraying Jesus. And they laid out the qualifications that they were looking for, and they named two candidates, Joseph and Matthias. And they prayed for the Lord's will to be revealed as to whose heart was right and would be perfect for this job. And then they cast their lots, and the Bible says that their lots fell upon Matthias, and he was elected to the discipleship. Acts 2, 1 through 4, we see the reward of the waiting. The promise comes. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, finally, it was the appointed time as chosen by the Father. It was the seventh Sunday after Easter. And just note that this year, Pentecost Sunday will be on May 23rd, 2021, and Easter will be on April the 4th. And they were found waiting obediently, still in one place, still in one accord, waiting on the Lord. It had been 10 days that they had waited for the Pentecost, for the promise to come, and they didn't even know what they were waiting for, but they knew it would be good. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In verse 16, and Peter stood up again. He's the one that held the business meeting, and now he's standing again, and he, proclaim, he proclaimed, O oh, my fellow Jews, you devout men of Jerusalem, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but this is that prophecy that was spoken of by the prophet Joel, the promise, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out 
in those days of my spirit. Yes, the promise came while they were obedient and patient and were waiting upon the Lord. In verse 38, Peter gave an altar call and he said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost too, because the promise is unto you and to your children and to all of them that are afar off, any, even as many as the Lord God shall call. That day the Lord called 3,000. And those souls were saved because the disciples waited on the Lord. You know, sometimes the wait gets long. And we are people, we're humans, we tend to get discouraged. We, can, we tend to get uh, our focus off of what our task and, you know, our, our desire in our heart is to wait upon the Lord. Habakkuk 2.3 says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hasn't come yet, but even if it seems long, wait for it. It will surely come. And Galatians 6 and 9, And don't grow weary of doing good, for in due season you shall reap if you don't give up. And Luke 12 and 36 and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may immediately open the door for him as soon as he knocks, really listening and waiting before the Lord. In closing, what, what does the Lord want us to wait on him for? Maybe you need to gain renewed strength to keep walking and running without fainting, like Isaiah. Maybe you need to prayerfully seek his face and desire just one thing of the Lord, that precious intimacy with the one who meets all our needs, like David did. Or maybe you need encouragement to remain busy, preparing the way for the bridegroom and manning your station in his kingdom, like John did, that he must increase and I must decrease? Or finally, is it to expectantly wait for the promise? Like the disciples did in the early church was born that day as a result of their waiting. You know, I think, what would Jesus want to birth in us and through us during the waiting period. When a mother is carrying a child, there's a wait, it's a long time, and her body gets so tired and big and feet get swollen, and you know, there's so many things that go along with that. But she has hope and expectancy that at the end of the wait, there's going to be a birth. There's going to be a reward for the wait. Don't be weary in waiting, but be renewed in him. We're going to take communion. Thank you, Jacob, for helping me put the communion trays together. 
And as we do, I'd like to sing the old, old song, Shut In With God in a Secret Place. There in the Spirit, beholding His face, gaining new power to run in the race, I long to be shut in with God. Sometimes we think that we can't do anything. But we have three examples here. We have prayer, during which we renew our strength. There's a reward and a benefit for us being faithful in prayer. Then there's desiring that one thing, that point of intimacy with him that nothing in this world can replace or compete with. And the reward there is being hidden in his secret place. Or maybe you need encouragement to remain busy and keep preparing the way for those to be saved and converted. In the wait, we must decrease so that he increases. Shut in with God in a secret
it again if you can. Shut in with God in a secret Thank you. 